Today we are talking about how to make family time feel more meaningful. I know you run around just as crazy as me, and when you're not running, you may be distracted. Imagine that. <laughs> you squeeze a lot of family time into those moments because you want to get to the end of your day knowing that you connected more and that you did indeed have valuable family time together. Well, I know we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to get it all right, and I really hope that this episode helps you feel like you have some easy-peasy, super simple, practical tips and ideas to use with your family in your real life to make all that family time that comes into your day feel a little more meaningful. We all need it to fit more into our real life, everyday, daily activities, and that's what I'm here to help you with. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to families that stick together to step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted, turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now, my mom. She wants to have two hours to the wedding on the wrong weekend. Jennifer Zumbio! We have all been back to the school routine for about two months now. How's that going for you? Are you still feeling in the midst of chaos, trying to fix your schedule? Is everything pretty smooth sailing at this point? What is it? If you are like me, I know that family dinner time routine is a little chaotic. It's hard juggling the schedule, knowing when to be where and who's going to be in the house at the same time. And oh my goodness, what are we even going to make for dinner? It is difficult to even get our families to the dinner table. I get it. And I also know that when we sit down, nothing makes us mothers happier than to know that we had good conversation, good eye contact, no distractions, everyone just sharing good moments with one another. And the truth is a lot of times that happens and it's beautiful. And a lot of times it's crazy and conversation goes between just you and your spouse or just between two children because you're trying to catch up on their school day and inevitably other children are left out. Or maybe it turns to a conversation you really didn't want to have at the dinner table. I also know the feeling of just getting to that point in your day and wishing you had a little help. Well, that's where we come in. Of course, you all know about Together for Family Dinner and these stickers that you pass around at your table and peel out of our book are the best way to initiate those moments authentically and easily. You peel a sticker and you just talk. So one would say, tell one of the children at the table how they are a good leader to other people their age. And it just leads to compliments and laughter and so much goodness that you create 
simply because you peeled a sticker. We understand sometimes all you have are small moments. Let's make them big. Go to togethermoments.com and we will ship you one of the greatest investments you can make for your family dinner time. I mentioned on the last episode last week that we just moved. Well, we lived in our old house for nine years, but it was a great home for our, our family. We just felt like God was moving us to a new chapter in a new location. But anyway, we often thought about, gosh, those years that we lived there were so special for our children. They were young. We moved there when our oldest, uh, right the summer before she started kindergarten, so right before she turned five, and then our third daughter, um, she was about nine months at the time. And then we had our fourth baby a couple years after we moved in. Those are formative years for our children anyway. The girls were just, you know, they, they had their whole childhood there. And our girls are very close. They get along well. Um, they're not perfect. They certainly fight. They have silly little arguments. But I will say one thing that people will say to us is, your kids get along so well. They're nice to each other. And they see them in public, so they, they do see that they behave well. And I will not pretend that we don't have craziness at our homes. As I look back, I think, okay, what made our girls be so close? And I'll tell you a couple factors that were definitely out of our control that we didn't plan on, but that turned out to be such blessings in our lives that we didn't even know. So I'm not saying you have to go do these, but maybe you can look at some things in your life as well. Okay. So one thing is that we moved to a neighborhood, our old neighborhood was one where there weren't a lot of kids. It was a, a neighborhood with a lot of empty nesters, which was wonderful. There were so many blessings that came out of that. And we did have kids in our neighborhood. Our children made some very close friendships there and it impacted their childhood in so many positive ways. But we didn't have one of those kinds of neighborhoods where it's just flooding with children and they're all knocking on your door every day and your kids are running out to ride bikes and run all over the neighborhood. It, it just wasn't that kind of place. And it forced our children to just really play at our house, play around our in our yard. And it forced them to be together because they weren't always with other children. They were together all the time and they were just by default, they had to learn to be creative together, to come up with things to play together. And they did have neighborhood friends, but they would bring them into their make-believe games and the things that they would come up with. And so many neat opportunities came out of that. That was one thing. And then the other thing I will say is that when Julia, our youngest, was little, she had her own room and the other two girls shared a room. And she didn't like it. She wanted to be with the big girls. So it turned out that we ended up putting her bed in there permanently because she would just find her way to the floor and have a sleepover every night. So there were, I'd have to figure it out. I would say they went at least four years, maybe a little longer with a three-girl room. And we had an empty bedroom sitting in our house and their three beds were in there. They loved it. it. It just made them super close and they'd fall asleep together. But there were these opportunities where they had to be alone together and it was beautiful and it, 
when I look back, it was just such neat moments for them that we didn't even know were going to shape them into who they would be. You know, they didn't have to compete with other kids in the neighborhood taking their time. And they didn't have all these moments where they were off by themselves, not paying attention to each other. Now, I'm not saying that if you live in a neighborhood with a lot of kids that that's negative or it's detrimental to your family or anything like that. No way. I think that's a beautiful way to grow up. I grew up that way and I have such wonderful memories of childhood of just leaving and going off and being with my friends and exploring around the neighborhood and doing all those fun things. So I'm certainly not saying that. I'm also not saying if your child doesn't share a bedroom with their sibling that that's harming their sibling relationship. Not at all. I'm just saying that there are probably some unique things to your family that have happened over the years that you look back and think, oh my goodness, that was such an amazing gift to our family to be able to put us in a position to grow closer, grow stronger, and really increase our bonds. In this episode, I want to talk about being alone together. If you saw my social media post from yesterday, you saw me talking about the desire to go live on an island off by ourselves, which I happened to talk about in last week's episode too. I think it's a theme here. And I went on in my post yesterday to talk about, is it because we want to be at the island 24-7 in the tropical weather? Yes, please. Is it maybe because we want to be off the grid apart from the world? Or is it because we really crave that alone time together as a family? And that's what I want to talk about here today. When we look at everything that is coming at us in this world, we can see that our time alone is is really very infrequent, I think, because even when we try to do family time, maybe that becomes a soccer game and it becomes friends who are hanging out with us together. Being alone together simply means what are we looking at in our day where we don't have the other distractions or we don't have the other things, you know, competing for our time. There are so many times that we could call what we are doing, quote unquote, family time. And we think that it checks the box for that togetherness that we need and that bond building time and all of that. But if we really think about it, a lot of those moments are spent being distracted by other things or competing against other things, begging for our time. I was at the zoo with Nathan last week for a field trip and it was wonderful and I was so excited to be with him and I was with him and I was with another mom who I love Uh, she's a great friend and her son and another boy in the class and we were all walking around together and it was it was great and I got home and I thought I had this vision in my head of what field trip day with Nathan would be in kindergarten and even though I've done it with my other three children I knew it wasn't alone time but I came home thinking that it was time well spent you know he wanted to be with his little buddies anyway so it was perfect but it made me think gosh there's so many times where we have an expectation of what the family time will turn into and it just doesn't it doesn't mean it's good it doesn't mean it's bad whatever it just becomes something different the point of this episode is just to help us consciously think about our family time and how how meaningful it really is to us and force us to really look at those chunks during our week and give us that time where 
it's just us. We can be together. We can concentrate on that moment and not have it be a difficult thing. It should be easy and it should feel like you can fit it into the small moments. I'm all about small moments, quality over quantity. You don't have to think of these moments as two-hour big planned ordeals. It can be 10 minutes, 10 minutes of quality time. So we'll get to some examples of that, but the first thing I want you to do is think about this. Think about a few surprise blessings you've had in your own family that have made you all close. Just like I talked about in the opening, that those gave us opportunities for them to grow closer in ways that were definitely a surprise to us. So think of those in your family and why have those become blessings to you? Why were they kind of surprises? They weren't planned out. I want you to think about that. And then when you have your whole family together tonight or maybe over dinner this week or whatever, make a conscious effort to go back to this. Talk about that as a family. Maybe say, hey, I was thinking about blank. I know it wasn't ideal if it was a bad situation, but look how many ways it made us grow closer. Or I was thinking about blank and it's crazy because we didn't plan for that, but I think it's so cool how it made you build a beautiful friendship together. Remember the time you guys did blank and then it will lead to so many conversations and really start that ball rolling about everyone in your family thinking about how special that thing was to you guys in building you all stronger. Then in that moment, while you guys are talking about all that, the next thing you guys should go on to do that would feel really natural is to talk about what little everyday moments or things you already do that keep you strong as a family. What are those little things? I'm sure everyone will come up with something. It might be something that happens very quickly, like you say you're mealtime prayer together or whatever, or you play a funny game in the car together, or every Sunday after church, you love to go wherever for brunch, whatever it might be. So talk about all those things. Let everyone hear what is special because you may hear something come out of your child's mouth or your spouse's that you didn't even know was significant, that you didn't know was making an impact. And I think those moments are always super cool to hear in our children and know that that actually makes a difference to them. The next thing then is to ask for input of everyday things that can take away from you all growing closer or having moments where it's just you all together. What are those things? Maybe everyone will come up with some distractions or things that feel too busy or too chaotic or just things that are what they are in your family and you can't control them. But they maybe need to be talked about, but I think it's good to identify those. That way you guys know what to be aware of in your family that is feeling like a distraction or just something that you know you have to deal with. And so maybe you know that Thursday night feels crazy. It's so busy. It takes so much time away from you guys as a family. So Wednesday night, you make more of an effort to be together and make up for that lost time on Thursday that everyone's kind of struggling with. So some of those things that you guys all talk about that might feel like it's pulling you further away could be easy to guard against. Some just may be part of life. Some might be beneficial in other ways. Whatever that is, go ahead and talk about that together. Now that your family has had a nice conversation and you've all decided what being alone together 
means for your family, how it benefits you all, and some obstacles you have in the way, I want to give you 10 examples of some things that would actually be really good and easy for grabbing that time that you don't always have, squeezing it into the small moments, because that's what we're about here at Together, make it fit into your real life. Okay, so these are all across the board, different ideas. They work with your children, with your spouse. Number one, instead of going to dinner out with friends, whether as your whole family or just on date night, go alone. Make a, an effort to say, nope, we're not inviting the friends tonight, even though I kind of want to hang out with them. Just be alone together in that moment at dinner. And with that being said, the next one is make a zero screens at dinner time rule or at lunchtime or breakfast. When you guys are sitting at your table, make a no screens rule. Maybe you have always had that, but it's kind of gotten a little, you know, everyone's gotten a little lazy with that. Just revisit it, talk about it again, and make sure there are no screens at the dinner table, especially when you are out at a restaurant. The next one is sit down with your child for their after school snack. I know I am guilty of this. The kids come home and I start talking to them, but I'm doing other things. And I think that I am really paying attention to them, but I'm doing dishes or I'm checking their homework. So sit down, do the stop, drop, and fold thing where you stop what you're doing, you physically drop it, you fold your hands so you're not tempted to pick it up and just sit and make eye contact with them. Talk about their day. But that after-school snack time is such a good moment in your day where you have it right there, grab it, take those five or 10 minutes and make it worth it. The next one is when you guys are in the car, turn off the radio and just talk. Talk about whatever happened during the day. Use open-ended questions. Don't give, uh, don't ask something that gives you a yes or no. Ask about a feeling. So like what today made you laugh? What today was super annoying? Just come up with some adjective, make your child answer it. It will lead to some good conversation. Another one here is say no to friends coming over. I just did this one this weekend. One of my girls kept saying, can I have this person over? Can I have this person over? And I was thinking about it and then finally I said, no, you know what? If if I say no to you, then that's going to make you walk out of this room and go play with one of your sisters. And that's what you guys need today. So go do that. And you know what? They got into something. They started playing for an hour and a half. It was so nice. They were getting along so well, laughing, giggling, doing fun things. It was really fun. Say no to friends coming over. Here's one that... Uh, I think is just way simple to do. If you have more than one TV in the house and you find that people are going off in their own direction to watch a show here, I, I don't want to watch that one, so I'm going to go watch it here. Make a one TV rule. It doesn't have to be every day, but maybe one day you say, you know what, no one's watching TV on that one. So you guys have to decide together what you're going to watch, and hopefully it leads to them choosing something that is fun, that makes them laugh, that leads them to watch one show and then all get up and do something else together. I think that's a great way to keep everyone in the same room and paying attention to one another. Do you carpool for activities, maybe soccer, school? If, I, I realize we all depend on carpool. It saves all of us. But maybe one week coming up, 
you can say no to the carpool, take your child yourself, and really take advantage of that one-on-one time. Don't take any other kids in the car. It forces you to have the conversation with your child, not with their friends, and it gives you that good alone time together. If your child does have a friend coming over, if they're meeting up with a friend, surely you can find 10 minutes right before they go to the friend's house or the friend comes over and you can say, hey, let's go on a bike ride together. I'd love to do that with you before so-and-so gets here. And that gives you, again, really good one-on-one time. Are you someone with little ones at home and you find yourself going to the park a lot and you usually call a friend and say, hey, we're heading up there. Why don't you meet us? The kids can play. That's awesome. Much needed. We need our mom time. We need that escape and also we need our children to have those friends to play with at the park however if you are someone that relies on that constantly take a break from it and just go to the park with your child by yourself hang out on the slide with them do silly things have fun and then call the friend the next time the last one is something that really helps our our family have that alone time together with our individual children. When it's our child's birthday, Matt and I will take each of them to the restaurant of their choice with just me and him. It's just the three of us, no other children come along and our kids get mom and dad all to themselves. I hope that this episode gave you some really good ideas to grow closer as a family, create those meaningful moments when you're all together and you really feel like you can step away from the distractions. As always, I am here to try to give you guys real life tips because it's exactly what I want. I just want to know that our family can stay strong, keep growing stronger, and do our real life among everything that this world throws at us. And I know that it can be frustrating and we just need to be in this together. If you found something in this episode that you think will help one of your friends and their family, please share it with them. Screenshot this, pass the link over, text it to them, share it on social media. Please tag me if you do. I'd love to see what you guys are doing. And if you have a good idea to add to this, please let me know that as well. So maybe you can write that when you tag me. I have to say, it is really good to be back to podcasting. I love sitting with you all. I sit here and I record and I picture your faces on the other side because I know a lot of you, you send me messages, you like my posts, you follow us. Thank you for being here. It really makes a difference and I am just glad that we're in this together. Have a great rest of your week and I will be back soon. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.